Welcome to F That, Breaking the Rules of Online Business. It's a podcast where I'm here to call shit out, question things, and share my experiences. I also want to highlight different ways you can run your business without spending a fortune, having to make things perfect, or doing what everyone else is doing. I'm just here to start conversations, not to give you all the answers. So if you're cool with that, let's hang. All right, today I want to talk about sales pages. I've just, I've been writing a lot of sales pages on my website and I feel like it's a little overwhelming and there's a lot and there's a lot, just like everything in online business, there's a lot of opinions out there and a lot of um, things people do that we are like, you know, little kid in class looking at somebody else's paper to be like, what are they doing? What should I do? So I wanted to talk about like, I don't know how many I have on here. I made a little list. I have five. Don't, don't, um, I didn't number them on the here. <laughs> They're just bullet points, not numbers. So don't count me. Don't count me on this. Whatever. Five. I think I have five. Jeez, Deanna, you're recording a podcast. Get it together. Okay. So I'm just going to go over them. Let's jump right in. Okay. Number one is that we're supposed to poke the pain points, right? Well, usually I love an alliteration, but poking the pain points sounds gross. <laughs> number one. And number two, um, it's just, seems mean. I'm like, what? So I was like doing a little research before this podcast because, you know, I'm important like that. And I just found this blog that was like, put this up. It was like a pulled out quote. It said, they won't change until they hurt and they won't, they won't even move until they hurt. And I'm like, and they also said, in other words, if you don't see a demand for your service, create it. And I was like, oh, that is rude. Like, if you don't see a demand for your service, create it. That seems not cool. It's <laughs> the most I can come up with. But uh, then I started thinking, oh my gosh, do I poke pain points? And I looked at my sales page for my VIP day. And I'm talking about like, when you launch something new, you need visuals. Okay, that didn't really poke a pain point yet. And um, I put, you're not a designer and it can feel overwhelming and be a total time suck. Okay, so those are pain points, right? Like you're feeling overwhelmed and you're just sucked into making these graphics. So those are pain points. They're not huge pain points, but I am just acknowledging like, hey, if you feel this way, I can help you. So then I was also looking at my sales page for F That, the community. And it talks about like there are so many rules out there on Instagram and it could feel confusing and you might be thinking about quitting altogether. I guess those are pain points, right? So it's not like I'm opposed to mentioning what's happening right now and what's sucking for them and how you can help. But I feel like poking the pain point, like maybe just like, can we change that to just mentioning the pain points, like acknowledging the suckiness that you're in right now and how then I can tell you how I can help you. Um, but I don't like the idea of like making them hurt. And I definitely don't like the idea of if you don't see a demand for your service, create it. Um, I mean, that's, I don't even know what that means. Like, can somebody message me on Instagram and give me an example or tell me where people just make it up? I mean, I, I guess I sort of know what they're talking about, but I can't think of an example. So anybody who wants to weigh in on that, let me know. Um, okay, second one I want to talk about is the idea that you sell the transformation, not the service. So again, it's like you're poking these pain points and maybe even making them up. And then the transformation seems a little crazy to me because it's like, 
how can you know that when they take your course or get your service or just pay you money for whatever it is, that there's going to be some magical transformation? I've never felt like 100% comfortable talking about that. And I've always felt like it was a mindset issue for me, like I was an imposter syndrome sufferer or I didn't have enough confidence in what I was selling to sell the transformation. But I honestly just have always felt uncomfortable with it because I'm like, well, I don't know what you're going to do with this information. (laughs) So, you know, results could be different for everybody. I mean, I don't know your time, like if you have another job, if you have time or what, like it just feels like you're guessing at what their transformation could be. And you're not even guessing, you're probably picking the very best one and that's what you're selling. So I think, okay, what is the actual transformation if people work with me? Not some like made up pie in the sky, amazing transformation. So for my VIP days, I'm like, you can pay me to do it in just one day. So um, you like, you don't have to, but it'll save you time and frustration, right? Because up above I was saying that when you launch something new, you need new visuals and you're not a designer. It could feel overwhelming and be a time suck. So I'm like, you can pay me to do it in a day. That's a transformation. Like you go from having no graphics to having your graphics. Boom. And you weren't stressed out or frustrated. So then the transformation for the F that social membership is I just talk about how we have a community where we support each other in creating a plan to do Instagram your own way. Like it's nothing crazy. I'm not saying that, you know, you can grow your following to 10,000 or you can make a million dollars or you can whatever. I mean, I hope that you're going to get more clear on who you're speaking to and that you're going to feel more confident in what you're saying and you're going to have some graphic support and whatever. Like, But most of it is just about having a supportive community and getting shit done because we have co-working hours and stuff like that. So I feel like people who make you feel bad, like you have imposter syndrome for not selling the transformation. I'm like, well, you have reality. You don't feel confident about the reality of what you're selling, because if you felt more confident about what you were actually selling, I feel like you would feel more comfortable talking about it. So I feel good about my community and my coworking. I want to talk about that. I don't feel the need to make up what could happen if you did this and sell people on that. It's like, who doesn't want a cool community to hang out with and get shit done? I mean, if you don't, don't join, because that's literally what we're doing. <laughs> so anyways, interesting take on that. Um. I also was looking in my research and came across a website that says build a seven-figure relationship with your email subscribers no matter what the size of your list. So I'm like, hmm, that seems a little pie in the sky to me. Like, no matter, like, I mean, maybe, I don't know, like, no matter what the size of your list. I'm like, well, when I started my list, it was literally like my mom, my Aunt Louise, I don't even think my sister was on (laughs) it. It's just friends and family, usually, in the beginning, right, who want to support you, who are not usually your ideal clients and who are never going to buy your services. But you're saying that I can build a seven-figure relationship with my email subscribers. So I guess my Aunt Louise and my mom need to pony up the dough and give me that mill, right? Here's me. Seven figures. That's a million, right? I don't know. I just, like, doubted that for a second. Six figures, the hundred thousand mark, right? Or nine, 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 nine. <laughs> seven figures a million. So yeah, Aunt Louise and my mom owe me a million dollars. Just saying, it's just not cool. I think because people land on there, they see that and they're like, "Yes, 
that's what I need. And it doesn't matter the size of my list, but it, it really does. So that's going to bring me into the next thing on the sales page. And that is sort of like this idea of guarantees or um, like false promises. So like even though the headline says that you're going to build a seven-figure relationship with your email subscribers, there's fine print at the bottom that you click on in the footer that says there's no guarantee that you will make any income at all and you accept the risk that the earnings and income statements offer differ by individual. Each individual's success depends on his or her background, dedication, desire, and motivation. Oh, hmm. that's weird because the headline said, build a seven-figure relationship with your email subscribers no matter what the size of your list. That seems like a pretty bold statement. It's at the top. It's in the biggest font in terms of hierarchy. This is what you want me to know. And then I have to click on this link in your footer to read literally basically the opposite. So also this fact that it's like about like it depends on your background, dedication, desire, and motivation. I mean, I don't, I'm like, is that like victim shaming or something? Like you're not talking about privilege, circumstance, anything else, just like the person's dedication, desire, and motivation. Like basically that's saying if you don't get what the headline promised, it's because you didn't want it bad enough or you didn't work hard enough. Like you didn't, I don't even know. I gotta stop. Um, I can't stop, won't stop because here's another one. So I also found a description of a program on a different website that said the only program you'll ever need to do the thing that they're selling. But it says reach more people with a proven step-by-step -step process that guarantees you'll grow your business's most important asset by leveraging simplified strategies that withstand the test of time. So they like literally in all caps said a step-by-step -step process that all caps guarantees you'll grow your business business's most important asset. And then I clicked on the fine print in the footer and it said no guarantees. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing because if you don't laugh, you cry. But it's like your website said it's a step-by-step -step process that guarantees I'll grow my business's most important asset. And then the fine print, no guarantees. You agree that the company has not made any guarantees about the result of taking any action. You also recognize that prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. Thus, the results obtained by others, whether clients or customers of the company or otherwise, blah, 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 whatever, applying the principles set out in this website are no guarantee that you or any other person or entity will be able to obtain similar results. So. I mean, is that gaslighting? Because I always get confused about gaslighting. But you, on your website, I just read that you said it's a step-by-step -step process that guarantees I'll grow my business, asset, my most important business asset. And then you're telling me no. And like, also kind of being like, you also recognize that this is not, like, don't be a ding-dong. And I'm like, well, your thing told me that that was true. So what is going on? And then the thing is, they're hoping nobody clicks on that fine print, right? It's at the footer, disclaimer, super small. You got to click on it to get it. So that also brings me to the results not typical stuff. So here's from a website. My very first launch. So they're already setting up that it's a very first launch. So I don't know this person's background, business, anything, but it's already speaking to me because I'm a new business owner. So like on their very first launch, that's on purpose, I enrolled 512 students in my course and made 
Um, I was not expecting to make anywhere near that amount of money. Just thinking about it gives me chills. With the money I've made from my first launch, I was able to finally pay off the last of my student loans and even help pay for my mom's much-needed knee surgery. Okay, now I'm mad. I, I read this before, but it's like mad again. Uh, so this person is definitely selling this dream of if you buy this course on your very first launch, you could be just like this person. Get all this money, 160000 If you have things like student loans hanging over your head, if you have family members who need surgery, like think about how much help you can give these people when you enroll in this course. And it's so easy because this person did it on their very first launch. So, um, but again, um, in the fine print, it says, Earnings disclaimer, every effort has been made to accurately represent our programs and the educational value they provide. However, there is no guarantee that you will earn any money using the techniques and ideas in these materials. So when we present revenue and sales figures on our website and our other channels, we are showcasing exceptional results, which do not reflect the average experience. You should not rely on any revenue, sales, or earnings information we present as any kind of promise, guarantee, or expectation on of any level of success or earnings your results will be determined by a number of factors over which we have no control such as your financial condition experiences skills level of effort education and changes within the market so what the heck why are you putting those front and center on your website if that's not typical and you're also telling us like well don't listen to what i just said so i'm like it just, uh, it's just so gross to me because I want to think, I want to think the best of people and be like, well, maybe they don't know that it's shady. But the fact that they put in their tiny font at the bottom when you click shows that they do know it's not cool and that they're covering their asses to make sure that they can't get sued. Because I also learned that there's laws against using results not typical as testimonial and that, um, that was my um my little mantras. I have a little app. Um, if I want, I'm gonna read it to you because this is fun. If I want something I've never done, I must do something I've never done. Ooh, deep. But anyways, okay. So the client testimonials must also reflect the typical experience of users. If a testimonial ad does not show the usual outcome, it must state, quote, results not typical. As a business owner, you are liable for false, misleading, or unsubstantiated endorsements. So that's where they get around it because they put that in their earnings disclaimer when you click on the bottom. So I would like to see, I wish there was a rule where they had to, like, I feel like on diet commercials when it's like the person in the pants and it was a huge pants and they're standing in one leg and they're like, look how big my pants used to be before this crazy diet. Usually I feel like on those commercials, even on the screen, it has like a little asterisk that says results not typical. So at least when you're watching that, you see it, even though it's still hard to like overlook it because you're like, oh, yeah. Also, like, who wants to be like, oh, well, I'm a pretty typical person. So, like, it probably won't work for me. Like, who's thinking that? You're thinking results not typical, but it worked for them. So, why couldn't it work for me? Like, we want to think we're special. We want to think we'd be like a good student. We would do our homework. We would try. We'd follow the rules. And we will also, on our very first launch, enroll 512 students and make $160,000. 
Because who's sitting there being like, oh, well, those people are really special. They're like really hard workers. They're really awesome. They can do that, but I can't. No one's reading a sales pitch thinking that. But we should be <laughs> because whatever. But also we don't know. Like that person could have enrolled 512 students in their course and made 160. First of all, I'm like, did you make 160 or did you sell 160? Because that's very different. Because you could pay 180 in Facebook ads to make 160 and you're technically negative 20. So whatevs. Okay, I'm moving on because I'm mad. And then <laughs> and my last one is like just kind of funny. So my next question is, do they have to be so long? All the copywriters are going to be like, yes, girl, long, what is it called? Long form sales pages work. So I guess I believe people and I like, you know, I have this podcast, but I do follow the rules. And then I, I'm like, wait, what? Why are we doing this? This is so long. So I have sales pages that are very long. But I just want to know who the fuck reads them. Does anyone listening read the whole sales page? I mean, I've seen, listen to podcasts and seen stuff that says different personalities need different things. And some people are like impulse buyers and some people want to know all the deets. But oh my gosh, I just feel like my long, long form sales page is like so repetitive. It just keeps saying the same thing over and over again. It feels really long. Um, so I'm just wondering if there's another way. This is me just questioning things. I know Liz Wilcox. She doesn't have sales pages. Like she just kind of has like a tab on her website that's like get DIY help. And then she has these little courses. And then I was looking this morning before I like talked about it because I was pretty sure she didn't. And it looks like some of them like in Thrivecart or Samcart or whatever she uses. It, it's like a little more information than just like give me your money. But it's certainly not a full sales page like on her page on her website. So that's interesting. I think Liz Wilcox is doing pretty good for herself. So she's breaking that rule and doing okay, I think. And also like, I don't know, coming from a crafter background too, like I had an Etsy shop and it wasn't like, wouldn't that be funny if it was like a long form sales page for every, I used to make custom like missing monsters, little monsters. And it would just be funny if I was like, this is this monster. Feeling nervous of the dark and having bad bedtimes you can get a custom plush monster and then you'll feel secure going to bed and restful when you snuggle up to it. Just kidding. That's my transfer transformation. <laughs> I can guarantee that your child will have a good bedtime if you buy this. Just kidding. That's a crazy testimonial. Then I would have to put the link at the bottom to say <laughs> results not typical. I am not responsible for your child going to bed on time, but also give me your money and don't blame me if it doesn't work. Thank you. Goodbye. Oh, just kidding. I'm being a bitch. Anyways, um, well, I'm being that way because this stuff is whack and it makes me mad. So don't forget, hit me up on Instagram. I think my little conclusion with music says that. But I'm always looking for people to say hi over there and tell me what you think or what makes you mad or what you love about. Maybe you love a long sales page. Come tell me if you do. You're a, um, not typical. <laughs> just kidding. You're, you're fine. Everybody's fine. Ah, okay. That's it. Love you, bye. Don't forget, if you're listening and you have something to say about something I said, I'm pretty much begging you to send me a voice memo on Instagram and tell me what you're thinking. Agree? Disagree? Want to share a personal story of yours? The whole point of this podcast is to start a conversation, and I can't do that without you. So hit me up on Instagram at the Deanna Seymour. See you there. And thanks for listening. Love you, bye.